to dream big and implement small. I'm Janessa Durrani. I help women discover their meaning outside of motherhood and the energy to pursue it through simple 10 minute a day systems and practices so that they can feel whole once again. And this is my podcast where each week in 20-ish minutes or less, I share my tips, tricks, hacks, and stories on how to dream big and implement small to go from chaos to calm. Hello, my friend. This week, I was talking to a group of friends, and we were discussing about the fact that if our children were artists, and it came kind of to light that in elementary school, art was, it was required. Everyone's an artist. We are all born an artist. And we were messy little kids who came home with all sorts of papers and scripts and scraps. And our parents were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And into middle school, at least where my kids go to school, art is a required subject. And again, it doesn't matter if you feel as if you are talented or not. Everyone has those same opportunities to play. And then they go to high school and they have two classes a year that they can choose for anything they want, their electives. And unless you have been told, praised, or feel it innately that you were an artist, you let art go and you now get serious. Think back of your own journey through life. Did you love to play? And then as you got older, it was just, again, this is what I talked about two weeks ago when we were talking about praise. It's like our parents no longer praised us for child's play, for the things that didn't seem like they were going to become a career. We get to this place like post-middle school that it's like, now it's time to get serious and this is what you have to pursue and we need to go to these tutors and we need to do these activities and it all gets to be so much. And while when I was younger, we did activities because we loved the activities, not because it was going to look good on a college application. That just wasn't the mentality back then, at least not where I grew up. But now it's like so serious. And so we're doing this. This is kind of like when I was talking about praise, there's two pieces of the topic that I want to talk about this week, which is this idea of as parents, are we promoting play for our children? And as the parents, are we allowing ourselves time to play? Okay. Last year, Zane, who is now a junior, went with a whole group of his friends trick-or-treating, even though they were sophomores in high school. And they dressed up. They were a whole like motley crew of pirates, and they were awesome. And I don't know about you, but I would much prefer a group of teens 
coming to my door to get a fun-sized candy bar than the alternative of them being out in the world doing things that are not so benign. But yet again, there's so many people who are like, oh my God, they're too old for this. Why are they doing this? And last year, they went to one, they went to many doors, but one of the doors, a gentleman answered the door and he was like, oh my God, you're so old for this. I mean, you've got a beard. True that. One of Zane's friends had like a full beard and mustache made for a great pirate. And so this year, they're not going trick-or-treating. They're just going to go over to a friend's house and I think everyone's bringing some candy and they're going to swap and they're perfectly fine with it. But I feel like we just like snuffed their coals just a little bit, like tampered down the fun and the play in their life. And I can tell you story after story after story of things that have just come up this week, because this was not my topic for this week. This week was something else, but I was like, come on, you guys, let's play. Let's just be. Let's just experiment. Even now, I mean, when was the last time you played? Like truly played for the sake of play. I was on a call earlier this week in the icebreaker was what was your favorite childhood activity, which if you've ever been on a call with me, that is one of my favorite icebreakers, but someone else had chosen this and I was just so pleased. And everyone like sticker collecting and ice cream after hours, late night crawls around town and so forth. There was a free and explorative world that we were able to take advantage of as children that over the years, for whatever reason it was in your life, like I'd love, love, love for you to just take a few minutes and kind of go through your timeline in your mind of like when you were little, what did you love to do? And as you got older, what did you love to do? And little by little, when did you let that go? And goodness gracious, if you're still doing it, if you still loved finger painting as a two-year-old and still let yourself get messy now, God love you. Tell us how you're getting it done. How do you stay connected? And I will tell you that I work really hard to play. And for me, my out, my outlet of play is my creative practice. And it's drawing and sketching and painting and cutting and gluing and, and art journaling, because that is the easiest thing for me to play with. Low, low cost, low risk, turn the page, it's just paper. But 
it could be something different for everyone. There's a gentleman that I know who is definitely older than me. He's probably in his mid to late 50s, and he still plays in a basketball league. Oh, my goodness. My friend Stephanie's father-in-law was still in a basketball league, and he's in his 90s. Yes, yes, yes. I want to be in my 90s and still playing. But we can't be in our 90s and playing if we're not playing right now. So often, even when we think about playing, it's like, oh, Janessa, are you serious? Do you know how much laundry I have to do? Do you know how many meetings I have? Like, I don't have time to play. What if I told you if you gave yourself 10 minutes of play every day, you would be fresher, more energized, more centered, more available to be present for everyone else post those 10 minutes. Want to prove me wrong? Try it. Also, when we go to play, we think we have to make it big. We have to find a course. We have to get supplies. We have to look up YouTube tutorials. We have to buy equipment. You don't. Think back to when you were 10 years old. What was your favorite freaking activity? How can you bring the simplest version of that to light right now? Loved basketball? You don't have to join a league. You just have to dribble the ball in the parking lot. Loved painting? All you need is to go and forage through your children's art supplies and get something that's wet and a brush and just do it. You don't have to show anyone. You don't have to share it. It's about the process. Play is about the process. Why do you think play is so important in schools? Let's go back to the concept. Everything we needed to know, we learned in kindergarten. Play gives everyone interactivity, joy, practice, practice, practice. And you know what I think about practice. So I challenge you. First of all, next week, Halloween, I want you to give a freaking high five to the every kid who looks like maybe others might think they are too old for trick-or-treating. I also want you to notice with your own children, if you are pushing so much on the academic and the systemic and the the achievement and not giving them space, time, and encouragement to play, to just be. And I want you to find 10 minutes in your schedule this week 
you know, I love my daily practices, but I can't give you a new daily practice every week. So I want you to just play for 10 minutes. Is it doodling on the side of your notebook? Is it making pudding? Think of like the favorite foods you had when you were young. That's another form of play. I want you to get in touch with that little messy artist girl. She was the dreamer. Play leads to dreaming. We got to stop being so serious all the freaking time. We can't continue to be like, oh, woe is me. I'm stuck here. I'm doing all the things. I can't do any of the things. When we stop and do the fun, the hard gets easier. It does. Believe me. And again, try to prove me wrong. I always have my email in every one of the show notes. So what are you going to play with this week? What are you going to do? I would love for you to reach out. Tell me how you're going to play. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. My email is in the show notes. Somehow tell me, tell us what you are committed to doing. Because that is how a practice gets started. We first have the idea, then we give it priority in our schedule, we assign the time, we make it sacred, and we tell someone else we're doing it so we are held accountable because we are not accountable to ourselves. I will also, in the show notes, share a couple of links to women that I know who have online classes that are low cost, low equipment, low time, and that you could do quick, that that will help you in this idea of play. Not that doing art is the only way to do play. Absolutely not. But if you're interested, and if you're interested, check it out. So, One thing before I let you go, this week I am launching a new initiative in the daily practice community called the Happy Mail Circle. How often do you get actual real ass mail in your mailbox? Me, almost never. How often do you think, oh, I should send her a thank you? Oh, I should let her know I'm thinking about her. Oh, my daughter's at college and I want her to know how much I miss her. But we're doing all the things. We don't know where the note card is. We don't know where a stamp is. Who has time to go to the post office? So on and so forth. I'm going to make it easy for you. It's a new subscription within the daily practice community. Again, it's called the Happy Mail Circle. Each month, I will send you four new original artwork postcards that already have the postage on them 
and I will send them to your doorstep. And then all you have to do is take two minutes to jot something down, put the address on it, and drop it in the mail. And within the daily practice community, which comes with the happy circle, the happy mail circle, I will give you a suggestion each week on who you might want to send it to. Easy, flippin' peasy. Okay? This month is our initial month. I have 50 subscriptions available. They are going at the pioneer rate of $16 per month. And as long as you stay within the circle, that will always continue into perpetuity. However, so if the price goes up, or shall I say, when the price goes up, you will stay at $16. And you are going to make so many people smile, at least for each month. And do you know what happens when you send joy out into the world? Joy bubbles up out of you. So I would love for you to go to the show notes and click on the link for the Happy Mail Circle. You can also find it on all of my social media, but also if you just go to a dailypractice.mn.co, you can purchase it there. I hope you have an amazing week. And next week, I have an interview with one of my childhood friends who makes Happy Mail like she's the Happy Mail queen. I can't wait for you to hear the story. It's her and her daughter and the amazing, amazing amount of Happy Mail that she sent to her daughter in college and what a huge impact it has made on her, her daughter, and oh my God, on me just hearing this story. I look forward to talking to you then.